0: This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com.
1: Kia ora tātou. You are listening to the Sugarloafing Artscast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. Ko Naiman My name is Michaela Neiman, and I'm your host. Welcome! This show focuses on the arts and creativity in Taranaki and beyond. We aim to cover the diversity of arts from painting, literature, songwriting, theatre, pottery, poetry, sculpture, and how the creative arts contribute to our community, as well as our own sense of purpose and well-being. The Sugar Loafing Artscast is generously supported by the Govette Brewster Art Gallery and Len Lai Centre. Stay tuned to find out more. And with me in the studio today I have Alastair Ross, who is a, a real film buff and responsible for programming the film festivals at the Len Lai Cinema here in New Plymouth. And we are going to talk about the very latest on the film festival front today, namely a brand new Kiriota Maori Film Festival, which is screening over the Waitangi weekend or just before. Hello, Alistair. Welcome.
2: Good morning. Thank you for having me on again.
1: (laughs) It's always lovely to start the year with uh, talking about film because it just seems to open so many possibilities. And it always makes me want to go and see them all. (laughs)
2: There's too many things to see at the moment. Yeah, Yeah.
1: absolutely. So, for listeners who might not know of the Len Lai cinema in the govett Brewster Art Gallery, can you just give us a bit of an introduction of how come it is there?
2: Well, so originally when the gallery reopened with the cinema in it, I think it was kind of the vision was that it would show Len Lai films and maybe the odd film. And then I came into that role, and I've turned it into an art house cinema, basically. So uh, yeah, there's still people that don't realise that we have the equivalent of like a Rialto in New Plymouth um, or a Lighthouse Cinema. I think that's probably a bit more to the point. Yeah, so it's kind of uh, it's grown into its own thing. Um, there's a daily film program. It's programmed every day of the year. The only time it's closed is Christmas. Um, And I really work hard to get film festivals that wouldn't come here. um, Just show films that wouldn't normally show here as well. Just a really, like a wide breadth of film.
1: Mm. I was very surprised because my latest uh, visit there was just a few days ago to see poor things.
2: Okay, great. (laughs) Cool. Did you like it?
1: Yeah, it actually grew on me. I first started out thinking, oh no, this has all the ingredients I don't like. Yeah. And then uh, no, it is powerful. It yeah. is a good film.
2: He's an amazing director. He's done so many
1: good things. I was also surprised about Emma Stone in that role, I yeah. have to say. Mm. Yeah. Brave. And I will never look at Mark Ruffalo the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> but the film has screened on that site for a long time, hasn't it?
2: It has, yep. Yeah. So um, it started out as a cinema, it was everybody it was called People's People Cinema, um, and that yeah, it went, that was right up until I think the 50s, um, and then it was converted into the art gallery. Um, but we had an exhibition there a few years ago, and they cut part of the wall out the back, and you could see the um, the mural that had been painted the, around the proscenium arch. Oh. And if you go, you can't. The general public can't do it, but if you go into the side staircases at the side of the gallery it still smells like a cinema it has that kind of funny sweet musty smell that cinemas used to have
1: yeah what was it the velvet drapes or yeah so
2: it's hard to describe but whenever i hear that it kind of triggers all these memories in me of being a kid at the movies
1: Mm -hmm. and um yeah, then the cinema closed for quite some time, only to open its doors again in 2015, which was 50 years after the last film screening.
2: Yeah, it's a long time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What prompted the reopening?
2: Uh, well, the Len Lai Centre was designed to have a cinema in it, because a big part of Len's practice is cinema and film, um, which sometimes isn't as, as accepted as just as loud, kinetic works. Um, so yeah, that was amazing that they built a cinema. Originally, it was going to be 100 seats, but it's 62, um, which is still great size. Um, yeah, it's just kind of keeping that legacy open that it's a site for cinema.
1: I'm quite glad it isn't bigger because um, it's quite an intimate space. So yeah. even if you are just a few people, it's that nice red plush seats and uh, proper cinema and sound system. And uh, yeah, it's okay to be there on your own too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So I thought um, I've asked you to select a few interesting uh, music pieces because you also work at Vinyl Records.
2: That's correct.
1: And have a great interest in music. Absolutely. So here's a motion picture soundtrack. What um, prompted you to select this one, Cigarettes After Sex?
2: Uh, Aside from the band's terrible name, um, uh, there's something about their music It's really dreamy. Um, the music, yeah, he's got a really distinct vocal style, which is something that I am always attracted to. Um, I like hearing music by singers that have their own kind of there's some special kind of thing I can't really put my finger on it, but it's the real filmy kind of music as well. Um, mm. and it's kind of a little bit kind of David Lynch, Twin Peaks
1: Ooh. kind of vibe, yeah. well uh, that would uh, suit poor things too. Alright, let's listen to motion picture soundtrack Cigarettes After Sex. Welcome back to Access Radio Taranaki, 104.4 FM. You're listening to the Sugar Sugarloafing Artscast, and I'm your host, Michaela Nyman. We are grateful for the sponsorship by Govet Brewster Art Gallery and Eye Center for this show. And with me in the studio today is Alastair Ross, who's a real film buff and responsible for programming the film festivals at the Landai Cinema. And we have some new offerings this year, so soon we are kicking off the first ever Kiriata Māori Film Festival. How did this come about? Tell us.
2: Well, so it's uh, based out of the Wairoa community. Um, the director of that, Leo Kozio, correct, it created um, the original Māori Film Festival um, in the country, and uh, the Wairoa Film Festival, because they've had such terrible weather events there, Um, this constant terrible things happening there for them climatically they had to cancel the last festival and they'd done all this work selected all the films and then they just couldn't do it so I'd contacted Leo ages ago like years ago about doing a collaboration and then we just didn't get back in touch with each other and then we've got this amazing exhibition at the moment called Te Hau Whakatono and we wanted to have a film program within that and I spoke to Leo and he said right let's I've got these films here. But then he was like, well, why don't we bring parts or most of the festival to the gallery and play it at the end of the exhibition? And so it kind of grew into this really big kind of magnificent thing that I think will be really amazing. Um, I saw a comment the other day (laughs) on Facebook where someone had promoted it and they were going, oh, that's a bit woke. And I was like, it really kind of annoyed me to read that comment because I think the thing about the, the Len Life Cinema is it's really been designed to give voices to everybody so we're a real kind of got a world view of we have Italian films, French films British films films from all over the place Palestine um, and it's like why wouldn't you also feature Pacific voices or Māori voices.
1: Mm. And like you say, this uh, exhibition is uh, really beautiful and there's a series of talks as well that are open to the public. That's right. So check out the general program at the moment. I think the third talk is coming up soon. Yeah. And um, is Leo coming here as well? He is.
2: Yep, he'll be here across that whole weekend. Really? Yeah.
1: So people can actually have a chance to meet him?
2: Yeah. And he's... um, He's very passionate about it, so I think he'll love that.
1: How long has the Wairoa Maori Film Festival been going? Do you know?
2: I couldn't give you the exact length of time. It's a very long period. Mm. Um, yeah, it's his baby.
1: Mm. So the Kiriata Maori 2024 Film Festival is a special program for the Wairoa Film Festival um, due to Cyclone Gabrielle's impacts. And it sounds like a really powerful lineup that um, features two documentaries, 35 short films, and various moving image artworks, all directed or written by Maori screen artists. So explore the program and um, yeah, do something over the Waitangi weekend, which you might not have been planning to do, Yeah, such as going to the... Film festival at Live.
2: That's right, and all the films, the programs, the individual programs, they're like they're quite compact, so they're quite. You can come in, and some are only an hour long, some are like ninety minutes. There's a feat, couple of features, but um yeah, they're like short bursts of really beautiful things. So it's. Yeah. So
1: do you have to book them all?
2: Yeah, so um you can you book at the our website com. Um, you could also go to the Wairoa Māori Film Festival page and they've got links there. So their page has got lots of a bit more information, a bit more kind of depth behind what the films are. Um, so you can either book through them, through their link which takes you to the gallery or pop in um, and there will be a brochure turning up any day now in the gallery that people can take away and look.
1: Oh, fabulous. And
2: make their, their choices.
1: And uh, if you, on the day, happen to be nearby, is it okay to pop in and yeah. see if there are seats
2: Absolutely, left? yep. I definitely recommend that, yep.
1: So if you are milling around downtown and um, don't have anything specific to do, why not pop in and um, check out what the Govette Brewster Art Gallery has to offer, either in form of exhibition or in the cinema for this amazing festival? I think we need to have another song because you have chosen something that sounds, um, yeah, just a bit uh, intriguing. Not strong enough by Boy Genius.
2: Ah, yeah. So um, this, I think this is the song I like most by them. Um, So they're made up of uh, three ladies, uh, Lucy Dacus, Julian Baker and Phoebe Bridger. Um, and they're individually solo artists and Phoebe's probably the most well-known um, but I really like Lucy Dacus who's got such a distinctive voice it's a really beautiful song They the three voices mesh together really well um, it's kind of just like a really kind of uplifting pop song
1: Uplifting is good, yay, go for that <laughs> let's listen to Not Strong Enough by Boy Genius Welcome back to Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM. You are listening to the Sugar Sugarloafing Artscast, and I'm your host, Michaela Nyman. We are grateful for the sponsorship by Govet Brewster Art Gallery and Landline Center for this show. And I'm here today with uh, Alistair Ross, who is responsible for programming the film festivals at Landline Cinema, but also um, works at Vinyl Records and is very much into music as much as film we are talking about the various offerings this year at the Len Lai Cinema here in New Plymouth. And uh, imminently the uh, Kiriata Maori Film Festival is starting and I believe it's between the 2nd to 6th February?
2: Correct, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So short and sharp and has an offering of uh, over 35 films, short um, shorts and uh, documentaries. What else is on the horizon for film this year?
2: Uh, Well, we have a normal program of film festivals that will be coming. So in May, we have the return of the Italian Film Festival. Yay. Um, Then we have the French Film Festival in June.
1: Uh,
2: All going well, the New Zealand Film Festival will be back. um, Because that's always a really important one because it's showcasing big films from the major festivals that none of us ever get to go to no yeah um,
1: and you say all going well do you need to bid for them put your hand up
2: no no I I mean I I presume it's gonna happen as normal Um, yeah I'm I'm not sure what their plans are you kind of you have to wait a little while to hear what's happening but that's generally the plan Um, and then we have uh, hopefully this year we'll have the Japanese Film Festival back um because we missed out on that one this year because they were only doing the main centers.
1: Oh, yeah. that's why I was wondering.
2: Yeah. I think maybe sometimes they have to b- kind of be a bit mindful of the budget that they get.
1: Yeah, yeah, and at the same time everything always ends up in the centers. So it's kind of nice if um you know they get out into the provinces too and people can maybe make it a trip into town and and at least see them
2: I did a lot of coaxing to get that here in the first place so we had that for a couple of years and then I was really sad when we couldn't have it last year but they said that they want to do it again here this year
1: what were the um, kind of challenges getting it here or why were they a bit reluctant was it the numbers or um,
2: I think they weren't sure whether there would be an audience for it yeah and they only have the the Japanese embassy and In Japan probably I think they said they kind of they're sometimes a bit hesitant about how much money they distribute to things in different places and I totally understand that yeah so they know if they hit like Christchurch Auckland Wellington they're gonna get a lot of people but I think they were pleasantly surprised because the screenings we had were really well attended so
1: it's always a pleasure when you get to see some of the films that yeah don't come here that often So, yeah, what else is um, on?
2: We're gonna be doing more collaboration with the Show Me Shorts documentary program. Um, So we're gonna be showing, uh, there's gonna be, uh, I think there's five individual film nights across a period of time with different cultures. Uh, And then we're probably gonna do their film showcase in October as well. And that's another festival that we wouldn't otherwise generally get. Uh,
1: So what is the film showcase?
2: Um, so the show me shorts is it'll be like the best films. They do a, a family version, so they do a, a group of films for the whole family can come and see. And then last year we did one where it was all films from a female perspective. And that was really interesting. So they kind of they say we've got these different packages, which ones do you think you'd like to show?
1: Yeah. And um, uh, Show Me Shorts has uh, shown in a number of different places here too. Fourth Wall as well as uh, Landline Cinema. Mm. Yeah, always great to see what uh, comes up.
2: Yeah, they're very well respected.
1: Mm. So is the 24-7 film challenge uh, somehow, or a 24-hour film challenge, is that uh, somehow connected to Show Me Shorts?
2: no it's a separate thing it's its own kind of little thing yeah
1: because i know it has uh, they have shown some of the best films out of that at the same time as the show me shorts festival so maybe they were just able to tack it on
2: yeah no definitely kind of like a separate thing i believe um each year we have had done a little showcase of them like we've screened them like at a pre kind of event for and the filmmakers come along oh,
1: exciting so that's really cool yeah
2: yeah because that sometimes that's the first time they've ever seen them like up on a screen
1: absolutely and um yeah every year there's this uh, 24-hour film challenge where you basically all start from uh, the same point you're given a task and a theme and then it's all go for twenty four hours and it has to be handed in by the end of that.
2: Yeah, and if you miss that you miss that deadline they're like you're out.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> harsh. But harsh but fair. <laughs> um but yeah they and they also get like a yeah they get like a little thing that they have to work into it. Yes. So it might be like a file a nail file. Somehow they have to fit that into it. Yeah. Yeah
1: and um yeah my daughter was part of a secondary school team one year I think she did the makeup and was equally thrilled to see that her, uh, you know, gory wounds and whatever had ended up and looked really great on screen. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah, and then the credits roll and they all kind of squeal when they see their names there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's a cool experience. Yeah, Um, I went to film school and I I made a few films and I remember, like when they would be screened, you it's nothing kind of beats that feeling of like looking up and going, far out, I made something.
1: But you didn't continue with filmmaking.
2: No. How come? Uh, I don't know. Just wasn't wasn't really th- something I wanted to keep going with. I just yeah, I'm, I'm a professional appreciator of films. Oh,
1: I yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, we need professional appreciators of lots of
2: art. Yeah. You can't always can't always do everything. No.
1: Yeah. All right. So on that note. You have selected so many plans by Beirut. Yeah, so many plans. Why this one?
2: Uh, Beirut are really cool. I think they played at Womade like many years ago. Oh. And he's got a really, again, a really uh, distinctive voice. They've got a really interesting sound. The album this off, this is off is quite mellow and stark. Yeah, I know. It's just it's, it's it's a beautiful song.
1: Hmm. So here's So Many Plans by Beirut. Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM You are listening to the Sugarloafing Artscast and I'm your host, Michaela Nyman We are grateful for the sponsorship by Govet brewster Art Gallery and Len Lai Centre for this show And we are talking film today Alistair Ross is telling me all about the um, film festivals that are coming up at the Len Lai Cinema here in New Plymouth Starting with the Kiriata Maori Film Festival that is on the 2nd to 6th February. And uh, what else is um, going to happen in uh, the film world at uh, Len Lai this year?
2: Uh, So we've just got the normal year. like I was talking to you about all the film festivals that we have. Um, I'm actually planning a few different kind of film events. Um, We still have the Pitch Black Playback which is the one where you come and listen to an album in the dark with the so we'll be doing them throughout the year, sort of scattered throughout the year.
1: They have been really popular.
2: Yeah, um, and I've been mean asking different people as they come and go what sort of stuff they want to hear, which is also something I do at the record store. Like someone will come in and they say, oh, we went to this. And I go, well, what would you think would be good to hear? Because I can have some input with the the organizer of, of it. So,
1: so you are not putting together the playlist?
2: No, the, it all comes, the guy that started it in the UK, he chooses pretty much everything. But there's been a few times where I've gone, hmm, I don't know if that one would be that popular. and So I've said, why don't we do that? And he's, he's like, yeah, sure, we'll do that. So that's good. Um, and I think the, when you work at the record store, you kind of sense that there's a certain vibe of things that people like when they come in consistently. And so I've been saying, let's do this album, let's do that album. <laughs> so I'm going to keep that pressure up
1: sounds great it sounds fun as well that you can actually have some uh, influence and input and it's taken on board
2: yeah and mm-hmm. um mark at the vinyl countdown is really supportive of the cinema as well so he like help with doing the giveaways and promoting it and yeah so it's really cool it's a nice it's nice to be able to have your finger in two different worlds that you love yeah yeah
1: and of course, uh, Chris here at Access Radio Taranaki does Chris Picks and he comes and uh, picks up some of the vinyls uh, as well. Oh, he does too, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really good to hear. So, uh, besides the, the film festivals and uh, the um, uh, pitch black playback, what else are you doing?
2: So, I have a few other ideas. Um, there's one, like a, a mini kind of film series that I'm working on that I want to do soonish that's going to feature quite strange films. Um, One of them is a John Waters film called Polyester um, and it was the first film that ever had scratch and sniff.
1: Oh really?
2: Yeah, so basically we're going to play this film and it's quite a, a strange film. His films are really weird but enjoyable weird. Uh, when you come in you'll get a scratch and sniff oh. card That's the and these cards have been like, recreated with the original technology um, this lady called Erin Adams uh, she's a scentologist <laughs> and so she's had these cards recreated with the original chemicals at a lab in, in America oh. and she's done the screenings all over the place and so we'll be doing the first one in New Zealand um, Yeah, so you get a card, it's got like I think 8 to 10 cents on it and a number will come up on the screen. You scratch this card and sniff it. Um, and the first scent is roses. I won't tell you what the rest of the scent is. Oh! <laughs> yeah. I
1: sense there
2: is going to be some... Because yeah. John Waters has a sick sense of humour. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to be great. And I'm going to pair that up with a, a bunch of other films that are very offbeat. So I want to do like a really unusual kind of like kooky kind of film festival um, and we're also doing from the end, end of february in co- uh, collaboration with the kineticism len lie film sorry uh, exhibition we're going to do a film series of films from the period a certain period of len Lai's practice when he was based in new york mm. yeah so we're going to play first one will be dr shivago will be playing at the end of february yeah
1: oh exciting And when do you plan to have your um, multi-sensory film uh, experience with the John Waters film?
2: I'm thinking April will probably be the time because one of the other films I really want to show is being released around that time, so that will be a perfect kind of partnership, very strange film set in the 70s, but it's made now, but they've filmed it in the style of the 70s, about a quiz show where everything goes wrong. Oh. Yeah.
1: So when you source these movies, where do you find them?
2: Uh, Oh, I do a lot of reading. Um, So I subscribe to some film magazines and that gives you a lot of sort of information. Um, Some of the more mainstream films, there's like a a place you can go to and you can see where they're coming out and I've just developed relationships with distributors and they'll tell you something's coming out or you'll see it and you'll contact them and... Yeah, Mm. so there's a lot of, like, behind-the-scenes kind of investigating and Mm. searching for stuff.
1: Like always. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Do you get students uh, coming to talk to you about film as well? Not really. Oh, really? No. Maybe a school partnership would be something. Yeah. I I don't quite know how you, you know, go on to film, but maybe that's something you pick up at tertiary level in that case because... uh, yeah, I was very surprised that one year when the secondary school students were so excited about the 24-hour film festival, but I haven't heard much about that since.
2: Yeah, that's kind of... I don't know if they took a
1: break from that. Yeah, maybe. I don't yeah. know. And I'm not even sure that the school encouraged it. I think it was an individual who was really excited about film and, and pulled together her, you know friends and and others hangarounds who had useful skills <laughs>
2: yeah i'm quite surprised that they wouldn't do reaching out to schools around that sort of thing um we had a collaboration with the new zealand international film festival last year where we had sponsorship through uh this square eyes film foundation who provide us with the kids flicks that we do during the school holidays oh yeah and so we got schools in to watch like this kids animation that they'd compiled and so we had like a group of different schools coming in. It was really great. Mm. Yeah.
1: So for those who don't know, you also have um, a children's uh, film during the school holidays. Yeah. Every school holiday. Every
2: school holidays, yeah. And it's free. Um, it's still got one more week to go, this school holidays. Yeah, every morning at 10.30. Yeah. So And this time it's, um, it's called Stop Motion Commotion. And it's a series of like animated stop-motion films animated. And um, there's like Shaun the Sheep's one of them, but there's all these other kind of strange ones. There's one that's made of flowers and yeah, it's really cool.
1: Mm. I used to watch something made with clay.
2: Oh yeah, claymation kind of stuff. Mm.
1: But um, yeah, how big is the uptake on uh, the kids' movies?
2: They're always generally packed. Really? (coughs) Yeah. Um, they haven't been as packed this time Which I think is partly because You know the weather oh, yeah. We're actually having a summer
1: Yeah. <laughs> so people
2: are like let's make the most of this while it lasts um, But yeah there's still always Quite a good number of people that will come and watch them
1: Although I have to say with the muggy weather We've been having it uh, It's been quite lovely to slip into the yeah. Cool nice cinema That's theater. what I would have thought too Like <laughs> go and hide for an hour <laughs> <laughs> Alright We are going to listen to Funny Girl by Father John Misty. How did you pick this one?
2: I love Father John Misty, he's like one of my favourite singers. Um, He's really, and he's kind of got like this funny kind of cynical take on life, Um, but he's also like clearly an appreciator of the beauty of everything, Um, and this song I chose because it kind of is a very filmy kind of sound, Um, yeah it sounds like it should be out of like an old kind of 40s film musical or something and I don't know it's kind of romantic I really
1: like it oh let's listen to Funny Girl by Father John Misty
0: Funny Girl assuming right up until the room you're captivating starts to fill with gut-busting laughter. You're transformed into a five-foot
1: Welcome back to Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM You're listening to the Sugarloafing Artscast and I'm your host, Michaela Nyman We are grateful for the sponsorship by Govette Brewster Art Gallery and Len Lye Center for this show And Alistair Ross is here with me today and we are talking about film and a bit of film music as well because um, there is uh, a new year of films at uh, Len Lye Cinema and we are having a f- Italian and French film festivals. There is likely to be a Japanese and a New Zealand film festival, as well as uh, the Kiriata Maori film festival, which is on the 2nd to 6th of February. So what else uh, are you having up your sleeve this year? What do you hope this year will bring? Um,
2: I've, I just really want more people to be... I want to hear less of people going, oh, I didn't know there was even a cinema here. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a good surprise, and we have a really super loyal audience, but definitely I'd like it to be more... Yeah, I want more people to come and experience it, because we have a really great program. It's quite different to what um, you might see at event cinema, which also is great, because they cater to a completely different audience. You know, I think it's great for New Plymouth to have... Um, two different spaces where you can experience like the full kind of caliber of what's going on,
1: but then you also have um, cinemas that kind of uh, bridge that gap, and and there are big uh, award-winning blockbuster movies like Parasite or Poor Things or yeah uh, yeah yeah that maybe they they don't get that many days at at the mainstream cinema yeah yeah but, um, yeah now let's hope that there are more people discovering it. Is it maybe that it's within an art centre that people don't realise that it's so accessible?
2: Yeah, that could possibly be it as well, yeah.
1: But yeah. if you have your ways past, just pop in and pick up a programme and, uh, yeah, check out what's on offer.
2: Yeah, it's all on the website as well, so mm. the full programs there, and I think people are always kind of quite surprised at what we show. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, we had a new curator start... And her husband or partner came into the record store the other day and he introduced himself and he was like, oh, I got to see poor things because I was worried when I moved here I wouldn't get to see it because <laughs> yeah. he had come from Brisbane and he wasn't really sure whether it would show here. And I'm like, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I think that's great. And we do need more more of that kind uh, where you can actually find different outlets. And it is a different feel to sit in a big... Uh, theatre where everything you know is dark around you and you are focused on the screen Mm. it is uh, I I love cinema I think it's such a great experience
2: it's something that I've loved since I was a little kid so like to actually be now behind a cinema that's continuing that is just magical for me
1: Mm. well fantastic And I hope the new year brings uh, with it, um, you know, new exciting exhibitions as well. So is this something that you are working towards always having a film element as part of the exhibitions? Or is that a natural kind of fit?
2: Um, No, we always try to um, look at getting art or sort of films that are adjacent to the exhibition. Um, So that's always something that we try to fit in there. I mean, there's the odd exhibition where we haven't. But it's, yeah, I think it's really important to do that and sometimes it might be the artist has a film that they want to show but sometimes, quite frequently, it'll be that they've got an artwork, a film artwork that they show in the gallery. So it's kind of you have to do a bit of more digging with them and saying, well, is there like a film that you would like? And there's been quite a few times where we've done that. We've had a series of films through the exhibition period.
1: Oh, how lovely.
2: Yeah, so it's quite nice to do that. I really like the idea of getting an artist... To say um, <clears throat> this film might not be about the particular show I'm doing now, but at some stage this was kind of influential on me and inspired me.
1: Absolutely, yeah, it's so like it's asking for what what playlist have you listened to while you did this, or yeah, yeah what yeah. inspired some of it?
2: Yeah, it's nice to have that.
1: I understand there's a whole group of uh, Pacifica artists working away at the y- Covet Brewster as well. So will yeah. there be some sort of a Pacifica? Film Festival later in the year.
2: We do have some connections that are happening there. um, So, yeah, there will be some more stuff along that line as well. Yeah, the kind of the connection with the Pacific community is really kind of starting to build slowly. And, yeah, it's important to have a space where people can come in. Um, And I think back to, like, the Japanese Film Festival where... All these people uh, who came in there were a really big Japanese contingent and you, like, you don't necessarily know that there's like a large contingent of Japanese people or German people or Italian people and, or Latin American people that will come along to the film, different film festivals And, and they like,
1: were all from Taranaki.
2: Yeah, and you're like, wow, this is so great and then they feel great because they see themselves and their own stories on the big screen Yeah, I mean if I go back to what I was saying earlier on about someone describing a particular film festival as being woke, I think, no, no, it's about shining a lens for everyone within our community that they can come in and see something that might speak to where they're from or what they believe in.
1: Mm. Yeah, Which will, fits beautifully with um, what Access Radio Taranaki is about as well. Community yeah. radio, our voices.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. because there's not one singular voice, it's a massive.
1: No, Absolutely. And just thinking about the rise of the popularity of uh, Korean films and TV series as well. Uh, I saw Beef got uh, awards uh, as well, uh, recently. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, That's
2: on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And,
1: uh, just, and it is actually set in the US, so not even set in Korea, but still Korean actors, the Korean community, you know, the sentiments are different. so. Yeah, it is a different segment of society that you don't necessarily know that much about unless Mm. you know someone.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of great Korean films. Mm. Yeah, so um, that's definitely... You've given me some thoughts on some other things that I should definitely be (laughs) trying to get in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm very much hoping that there will be a Pacifica Film Festival, and I know that there are some exciting um, short films in that area too. They might not be that easy to get hold of for a... You know, normal Joe blogs who doesn't know where to go and find them. And some of them are coming out of universities as well, as part of uh, arts uh, education and uh, kind of collaboration with artists in different forms. Mm. And um, yeah, some of them can be found if you know who actually made the film. Yeah, that's <laughs> but right. But if you don't know, <laughs> where do you look? Yeah. Yeah. So, any last words on the? Um, Film festivals or the Kiriata Maori Film Festival that is starting on 2nd February and will go on until the 6th of February?
2: Uh, I just think it's a, this is a really magical opportunity for people to see um, a f- series of films that you wouldn't necessarily get a chance to go to unless you travelled specifically to Warawa to see them. Um, there's some local filmmakers, Katie Wolf, for instance, whose work will be in one of the showcases. Um, <clears throat> the opening event is on Friday the 2nd um, it's a good chance to meet Leo who's the curator of this festival who's just uh, created a, an experience for people to hear and see um, films from a different perspective like language is kind of like films like a universal kind of language but different people will bring different kind of feelings out of it um, and I think this is a chance to see uh, films from a Māori perspective, which I think is really important to be doing there and to be coming along and, and trying a different experience. Mm. Yeah,
1: Fabulous. And, um, yeah, it's great that this is showing. And I also want to remind people that um, the reason this didn't show last year as planned was uh, that Cyclone Gabriel and all the floodings so much havoc for mm. people on the east coast uh, including for the Wairoa Film Festival Daniel,
2: so. Gabriel darn you <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yay this is going to be amazing so thank you so much for coming in Alistair and good luck with all the exciting films this year
2: mm, thank you very much and good luck with everything that you'll be doing yeah. and hopefully we'll see you in the cinema at some stage yes. if you come back up
1: absolutely <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Sugarloafing Artscast on 104.4 FM. My name is Michaela Naiman, and you can contact me with feedback and ideas for shows at Access Radio Taranaki or email me on community at accessradiotaranaki.com. You can check out the artists, guests and their fabulous work on our Sugarloafing Facebook page and Instagram. To listen to previous episodes of the show, go to accessradiotaranaki.com and search us up under Current Shows. The Sugar Sugarloafing Artscast was made possible with the support of Govet Brewster Art Gallery and the Len Lai Center. Until next week. This
3: show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to our website, accessradiotaranaki.com.